How's it going, everybody? This is episode 185 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, brought to you by Draft, brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon Global Wireless Earbuds, and we're of course part of the Hockey Podcast Network. As we keep this thing rolling, we took a week off last week from the show, but we're back for another episode here in the middle of the what I call the dead it part. Is. Of the offseason when it comes to your team that's not currently in the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, that's where we're at right now. We're in the middle of the desert. We don't see any water anywhere. We don't see any signs of civilization. No. That's kind of where we're at in the offseason right now. Actually, I actually, actually feel like it gets worse after the playoffs because at least you got hockey you can watch. Yeah. You might not you might not like what Well, you're it's watching. it's also it's also pretty well I mean more just for our focus being well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And you're content right. for that. Um you can also say another dead part of the offseason. That's when there's nothing going on is right after the draft. Absolutely nothing. But at yeah. least right after the draft you have some prospects you can look up, you can kind of do some digging on yep. on on your draft picks. You got free agency to look forward to in July. For me, unless your team's still in the playoffs right now, this is kind of the hardest time of year where you could probably just take a step back, not be mm-hmm. so focused on everything. But we're going to get you a good episode here tonight of a Catfish on Ice because there is still some stuff to talk about. Yep. We are going to get into just what we think Barry Trotz in his first – I know he's not official yet, title-wise. Almost. But Getting close. Basically, it's basically his job right now. His first uh, offseason as GM, and boy, does he have an interesting one in his first go around because the Predators are a really weird team to put your finger on. You don't mm-hmm. know really what they should do. Do you think they should just be patient, let the young kids grow, go into 2023 24, let the chips fall where they may, or should Barry Trotz try to keep this roster playoff competitive and add a piece or two in free agency, pull off a trade or two? Uh, we're going to kind of get into that. How do we feel, me and Rich, about what approach we would really like Barry Trotz to take on that? Yep. That's going to be our opening face-off. First of all, before we move on to what's going on in episode 185, Rich, how was your week off from the show? How you doing, man? What's going on with you lately? It was good. It was uh, just busy. That's the end of the school year for my children, and uh, that's always a busy time. So, how about your week? Was your did you have a good week down in sunny Florida? I mean, it's been sunny. It's definitely hotter than Hades down here. Even for this time of year, it's super hot. Yeah. But um, other than that, not too much to report back on. Uh, but I do. I want to tell everyone something just because it's on the top of my head because it happened today. So, first of all, down here in St. Pete, there are so many amazing restaurants. Little hidden oh, yeah. treasures, places you would never even realize a restaurant. So I try out this new this uh, sandwich shop, this hoagie restaurant that's right around the corner from me. It seemed interesting, had some good reviews. Going there, they had all these crazy ideas for a restaurant or for uh, sandwiches. And uh, they cut the meat right in front of you, all that good stuff, so you know wow. all the ingredients are fresh and stuff. They had a sandwich, and yes, I did order it, that had crunched up Cool Ranch Doritos on it. Mm. it was that called sounds... something to do with the cool ranch something ranch hand it had like sliced buffalo chicken breast it had like peppers Ooh. on it it had a chipotle mayo like so oh hot. my gosh a little spicy it wasn't it was it was like a southwest flavor but not oh, like too not hot and I, you know 
you think about it, that's gonna be a really weird texture. Like they, oh, I, yeah. I had this sub toasted. I had it toasted. Oh my god, the cheese was pe- pepper jack cheese melted over it with these crunched up Cool Ranch Doritos, dude. You're I can eat hungry. that every day for lunch. That's all I'm saying. I can eat that every day for lunch. That You're making was me hungry right now. <laughs> What's, What's up, up Nikki? Nikki? How are you? Let's ask. Uh, let's ask Nikki now that she's in. Would you? Do you think that a, a sandwich with crumpled up Doritos on it sounds sounds good? She uh, cool ranch Doritos, I should say. She probably doesn't care about any sandwich right now with what's going on on the on the uh, the old television there. She's probably thinking I. She's probably thinking I can't think about food right now. My Dallas Stars are com- my Dallas Stars are completely imploding right now. They're, oh, ugly, ugly, ugly. We'll talk about that though. We'll get into that. Nikki says she'd do that. Yeah, oh, there you yeah, go. Sounds good. I think most people would. I mean, give it a try. Everyone loves Cool Ranch Doritos. Everyone loves sandwiches. Why not? Why not marry the two? I thought it was a hey, great idea. All right. Why anyway. not? Oh man, there's uh, Justin's in here. Did you see this? He says, "Yes, I crunch my chips on my subway all the time." That sounds good. God, man, they Justin, they probably stole your idea, man. You gotta start protecting your they ideas. Lindsay is here. Hello, friends. How's it going? I'm so stoked. I'm so glad that we got Lindsay for an episode tonight. We miss you. We love it when you're in here with us. We also got Mike <laughs> Twitter in here. Man. We got the whole. We got the family in here. Not the whole family. We got a pretty big extended family on Catfish Nights, yeah, but we got a. We got a lot of good uh, sure. family here uh, on this episode as we sit in the middle of the desert of the Preds offseason right now, as I call mm. it. Let's move along here. Some other things we definitely going to talk about what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now as we've reached the conference finals. And we are on the verge of having both series at 3-0 deficits, which also happened in the NBA. How crazy is that? I heard about that. My father-in-law told me about that. Lakers I mean, what, done, but it's just you, you know you got you got two playoffs that run r- r- run mm-hmm. right at the same time. So you're always like if you're a fan of both sports, yep. your sports overload. Uh, you got both. You got so much to to juggle at once, and mm-hmm. you've got two conference finals right now in both sports. So four series, all probably going to be at three zero deficits at some point. Of course, the Lakers were swept last night. LeBron might be calling it quits. I don't know about that. We could do – that's crazy. And then also the Celtics and the Heat are at 3-0 series deficit. And how about this? To make it even a weirder twist, Rich, the Miami Heat, of course, play in South Florida. They were the eighth seed of the NBA playoffs. The Florida Panthers ah. play in South Florida. And – and uh, right outside of Fort Lauderdale. So you got to think there's a lot of crossover there. Heat fans are probably also Panthers yeah. fans if they like both sports, you know. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's not It's not the Tampa Bay any, area anymore. It's South Florida. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Good for, good wow. for, uh, good for uh, fans of those teams. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to dive into our top reactions of the 2023 playoffs so far. What's going on? Uh, of course, the Hurricanes was my Stanley Cup pick, and they, I, they're they missing some of their top forwards right now, but that's no excuse. Uh, the Panthers have just – they're basically doing very similar to ride of what the Predators did in 2017, everybody. Right, so not a hot that's goalie. cool. <laughs> so that's cool right there. We're going to get more into that. We're going to keep seeing what goes on goes on with this Dallas Stars game. They're trying to – fall 
So they're trying to keep from falling behind 3-0 right now, but they're down 4-0 on the scoreboard. Yeah. Jamie Ben completely lost his cool in the first couple minutes of the game. Don't know what was, he was thinking. That was crazy. I mean, just, yeah, just really knucklehead stuff for sure, and it hurt his team. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about our top 10 players that are still left in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I thought about that when I saw your notes. You're trying to trick me into saying something nice about Matthew to Chuck, aren't you? I'm not doing it. I don't know. You can pick whoever you want to pick. You can pick whoever you want to pick. We got got four teams left. You got to talk about him. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. But we've got four teams left, even though two of those teams are probably going to be down 3-0. We've got four teams left. We're going to pick from those players. Who are the who's our top ten? That's not going to be an easy list to come up with. I've already no. tried to kind of compile my list, and we're going to have to do it on the fly. Me and Rich both yep. we're going to do it on the fly here live. And then also we're going to, of course, talk about our Milwaukee Admirals who are in the conference yeah. finals. It's been really fun to watch them. They have cured a lot of Smashville's void right now when it comes to not having the Predators in the playoffs. All this time they've gotten to follow the Admirals. And it's honestly, it's been a really cool consolation prize, you know, Absolutely. in terms of because we're watching a lot of the same players who played down the stretch of the Pred season now getting this playoff success. It's really cool. Yeah. It's awesome for their development that they're getting these critical oh, games sure. uh, and winning these and winning these huge games in the postseason. That stuff matters, even though it's just the. AHL, it doesn't matter. These young players are going to really get a lot out of this to prepare for the upcoming season because a lot of these guys are going to be right back on the Preds roster for 2023-24. Yep. And, yes, we do care about and follow the Milwaukee Admirals. We love the Milwaukee Admirals, right? Absolutely. Definitely. And I've really thought it was cool that most of the Nashville media has jumped on board and talked a lot about them. There's one unnamed radio shock jock that um, will go unnamed, but everyone knows who I'm talking about. Who seems to think that it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's sick of talking about it. Um, I think he just says stuff just to get a rise out of people, to be quite honest. But um, if he does mean it, if he, if he does mean that, then he might need to look for a new job because he works for the Predators flagship station. And a lot of these guys that play on the Admirals are going to be playing for the Predators in just a couple months. So just a really dumb statement. But we'll he might get his, uh, the credentials might get pulled for that. No, that'll so. never happen. Yeah. And then finally, we got to bring back up John Hines because the writing seems to be on the wall. It seems like it's inevitable at this point, at some point in this offseason. Not looking pretty. I, I mean, it could it could almost be like Barry Trotz is just waiting for the playoffs to end. Yeah. Because that's how I look at it. I look at it more like that than I do. Like, why would you wait this long to confirm that John Hines is coming back for another year? Wouldn't you just have already made that crystal clear if that was in your mind? Of course, we know that the original statement was that that he's a wait-and-see approach. He's going to evaluate everything. But that was when he first got announced. So no Mm -hmm. one was expecting him. No one was expecting Barry Trotz on day one of the announcement to just come out and say, Hines, you're gone. I know a lot of fans would have liked that. Yeah. But, but right being there this the, late. Right there at the table. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the, go pack your office. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But being this late into the um, – at least this late into the Preds offseason, I know that it's still the Stanley Cup playoffs and everything, but being this late into the Preds offseason, I feel like he would have already confirmed, yes, he's coming back next yep. year. Let's stop all those questions. Yep. It hasn't happened. And what? So that just te- that only tells me one thing, and that he's not we'll coming back. It. 
we'll talk about it a little bit. For sure. That's what we got in store for tonight. I'm sure some other funny stuff will come up along the way. But until then, let's go ahead and do our opening face-off and talk about Barry Trotz and just how we feel like he should approach this offseason. Rich, I want to ask you first, Do you would you like him to go – I'm not saying go all in necessarily, but I mean, yeah. like, do you want him to be aggressive? Do you want him to kind of take a similar approach to what David Poyle did last offseason when he went out and, uh, you know, made, made up quite the few signings? They were smaller signings. They weren't any big splashes. Yeah. But, you know, he went out and got a Nino Niederreiter for cheap. He went out and made a couple two-year signings here and there. Or would you rather Barry Trotz just – take a year to have a trial run almost with this young core that played so well down the stretch. What are you leaning towards right now? I'd like to kind of see a mixture of, of the two. Don't be overly aggressive, but also don't just sit back and do absolutely nothing. Um, I think it's a, it's a new era, obviously in Nashville. Um, I don't think things are going to, um, obviously stay the way they have been for the past several years. I think Barry Trotz is going to do whatever he has to do to make this team better. Um, He's got pressure, not pressure yet, but uh, new ownership coming in. I think the new ownership is going to want to win, obviously a little, maybe a little more than the previous ownership. Um, I just, I don't want him to rush into anything. um, Although if he could work out getting Austin Matthews, that'd be pretty pretty awesome but um i don't think that's gonna happen but uh, just uh yeah just 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 kind of uh passive aggressiveness i guess you know kind of ease in a little bit and just see see what he can do if something awesome jumps in his way you know do do whatever he can to uh to, to better the team um but don't overdo it i think that'd be the best approach yeah i agree with you there um my thing about it is i'm not it's very underwhelming when I look at the pending free agencies, free agents this off season, yeah. I don't see anything that just really sticks out to me mm-hmm. that I feel like is going to be a game changer for the predators. If they, if they sign this player or that player, it, and that kind of pushes me to think that this is going to be a pretty, yeah, probably a pretty boring free agency for the predators and for trots. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he should go out there and sign a bunch of guys just for the sake of doing it. No, because you you largely do have a roster that you can feel pretty good about going into mm-hmm. next season. Now, does that mean you have you feel like you have a roster that's going to win a Stanley Cup next season? Probably not. No. But I don't see any free agents that are that are that are realistic with the Preds cap situation yeah. and where they're at for them to really go after. There are mm-hmm. a couple that I would like to get out there, but. You know, I don't see how Barry Trotz is really in a position right now to go too heavy in the paint, if you will, when it comes to uh, yeah. signing free agents. And now the trade market is where something might get a little that's, bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's going to be very interesting, um, especially up in Toronto. For, For sure. sure, we got a we got someone new on YouTube saying, "Good evening, gang. What's up?" That's this is a shashka tooth tiger that's awesome <laughs> that's a really really cool youtube name there what's up shashka tooth tiger tiger that's a tongue twister right there oh cool he's got the they have the uh shashka tooth tiger what's up school. shashka tooth god i gotta learn how to say that what's the up old... to you thank you for joining the live episode 
got the cool old uh, dinosaur uh, Predators logo. That's yeah, cool. that's that's like one of the best logos ever. Yeah, um, so, yeah, any trades possible. I mean, we kind of touched on this in a previous episode. Of course, I brought up Ryan Johansson. I got a lot of pushback on that on Twitter. People saying no one's ever going to want to trade for Ryan Johansson. Uh, my whole thought on that, my thought on that was always you got to retain salary, at least half of that salary of $8 million, and you've got to find the right team that needs him. Um, yeah. That's going to be tough to do, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. No, and also, are. I would I would also not put it out of the realm of possibility that with all of these overloading of younger players that are available, if Trotz doesn't trade one of them away. I know nobody wants to hear that, but I could see Trotz trading away one of these younger players if, if, if it means getting something in return that he feels could make this team more competitive next season. It all depends on what how quickly Trotz is trying to turn this thing around. Is he really trying to that, – that's the whole point of this opening faceoff here. Is yeah. he trying to be aggressive this offseason? <clears throat> Or does he want to just kind of take the patient approach? It's a hard yeah, answer to yeah, question. It's, it's a really it's, hard answer yeah. to find right now. It is very tough. And you just, I mean, you don't know what's going on in his mind. But I, I do I do think that, you know, we're not going to get any more of this probably holding on to, to guys longer than we should, um, you know, unless you're Roman, like Roman Yossi or somebody like that. But, like, I just think that, um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like taking away the family approach to it. You kind of think it's a family or whatever, but like, I think now it's just going to be down to business and we need to get a Stanley cup in Nashville. So I think he's going to do whatever he has to do, um, within reason to, uh, make that happen. Yeah, for sure. I'm about to put on the screen here. What the, uh, pending free agents, according to daily Faceoff, Patrick Kane's on there, right? So th- there's kind of the list I was referring to. And I mean, for me, it's just very underwhelming. I don't see any players that jump off there that, that I, where I'm just like that, that guy, if you sign him could instantly change the Preds. I mean, I don't know. What do you see in there? Yeah. I see a couple of, a couple of names, but they're probably out of the realm of uh, what could happen. Like Ryan O'Reilly would be not be bad. Um, he played really well um, in the in the uh, the series against Florida. He he had some pretty good um, pretty good games. Couple, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. You got see- Max Domi. Max Domi, who's currently playing for the Dallas Stars right now, he's a pending free agent. He plays center left wing, according to Daily Faceoff. He's un- so here's my criteria: if you're signing anyone to a free agent this offseason, if you're signing anyone to a free agent. Please make sure they're under 30 years old. That's like my cause. Yes. The Preds yeah. are not in a position to be going out and taking a chance on aging veterans. Mm-mm. So stay away from that. I, that sweet spot is 27, 28 years old for me. That's a yep. if it's a guy who if it's a guy who can come in and fill a top six role possibly or fill a weakness that you have with his with a certain skill set, whether it's goal scoring speed. We know that Trotz made it pretty clear in his opening press conference that he wants this team to get faster. Uh, So I'm going to go, so we can go further down this list. It's not going to be on the screen here, but one player that I really like is uh, Jesper fast. Perfect last name too. Jesper fast 
yep. is on the Hurricanes right now. I don't know if I see him coming back. Let me scroll down here further down. Is he on – does he play for? He plays for the Hurricanes. Nothing? Oh, okay. I must be thinking of somebody else. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Brat, the guy that plays for the Devils. That's what I was thinking of. Jesper yeah, so Brat. you go further. So here's where some some – some players start to intrigue me a little bit as we go further down this list of what Daily Faceoff calls their top 50 uh, free agents, pending free mm-hmm. agents. Um, Not Matt Dumba. Mm-hmm. I like Jesper Fast a lot. I like his game. He's a winger. He is over 30, though, so he kind of – but he's cheap. You can get him for cheap, most likely. So he sticks out to me a little bit. Gustav Nyquist for the Minnesota Wild. He's 33. So you see, you're seeing these guys that are over 30. That scares me. That just I'd scares take, me. Uh, I'd probably take Garnet Hathaway. I like him. Yeah. And then you got Alex Kerfoot for Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah. Yeah. Because as much be as. As much as everyone wants the Preds to be youth and they want them to be young and they want to, you got to have some veterans and you got to yeah. have, and I know mm-hmm. we have Forsberg, I know we have Matt Duchesne, but this this team is is going to be leaning on a lot of inexperience. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad thing if Trotz at least looks at one of these center slash wingers. Most, I really think you should go after a winger more than a center because the Predators yeah. are pretty loaded and pretty satisfied with mm-hmm. what they got at center. You got to think about it with, you know, you want Yuso Parson to play center most likely. You would like Tommy Novak to play center. You've already got Colton Sissons at center. And then eventually do you, you would probably, you got Cody Glass at center. He's going to be one of your top six centers. You still got Ryan Johansson who plays center. You've got a lot of centers right now. Yeah, for sure. So it would be, um, it would be really hard to bring in a free agent primary center unless you yeah. deal Ryan Johansson and you move one of your, your young guys off of center, which I'm not, totally a huge fan of so yeah, i'm more sure. looking at wingers and then defensemen do you think the predators i feel like their top six top top six defensemen are pretty set as well i think i think they're pretty good on defensemen um I, i'm okay with who we have right now um i'd really want them to keep uh tyson barry um, I, I don't know like what the details of his contract are but i really like him a lot so I mean, um, we might have to scroll down to like the into the, like the top a thousand. Like we have to scroll really <laughs> far down this list. But I would really like uh, Trots to pick up the phone and see what Lucas Fees is doing these days. Oh yeah, man! How could we forget that? I mean, you know, hey, I don't know when. It's probably been a few episodes since we got a Lucas Fees reference in, so I had to get it in. I found an opportunity and I and I and I fit it in just now. Yep. Yep. That's good. Probably, he's probably ranked down there in like 900s, maybe somewhere on their list. If they if the list goes down that far. So I wasn't but, the um, only one who was confused by um, Jesper Faust. Um, Mike Twitter said I, he had the same confusion. <laughs> it's like about what about Jesper Faust playing for the Hurricanes? I was thinking of oh. Jesper Brat. Brat. Jesper Brat. Brat. Yeah. However you say. Oh, that, well, Brat, I mean, uh, how many? How many? I mean, how many Jespers are out there? But apparently there's a couple and they have very similar <laughs> last names fast and brought for brat or whatever. So, but yeah, so there's your list of free agents. I, I, I think it's gonna be a pretty boring and quiet free agency period for the press. Yeah, I, agree. I think so. Um, maybe he can find somebody um, who, who would fit well. Um, I think, 
I think it would do him some good to at least uh, kick the tires on a couple of those guys. So definitely yeah. we will see what happens. Of course, we'll see how the draft is approached as well. We're going to do a full draft episode a couple weeks or, or the week of the draft. So we'll, 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 we'll save all the draft content for when we get closer to that. All right, let's move along here as we talk about something else that in Trotz's offseason plans. We're gonna we're gonna end the episode talking more about this, but I think Rich knows exactly where I'm going with this. <clears throat> what do you think is the underlying reason that Trotz has not confirmed nor denied what John Hines' future is for next season? Yeah. We were talking a little bit before we started, and um, I think you said it. Uh, I think he's just waiting for the playoffs to be over. Um, I I promise you his mind is made up right now because what the – like the guy – the team's not together. What else are you going to evaluate? There's nothing else to evaluate. So I think he's made his decision – and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't the only don't thing, the only thing, Barry Trotz is the only thing Barry Trotz is evaluating right now is how these how these guys are playing for Milwaukee. He's evaluating yep. their games. He's definitely looking at that right now because yes. he's trying to think. Okay, how's how's this going to affect my team mm-hmm. in uh, 2023-24? But he's also probably you know he's probably been watching the playoffs and looking at maybe some of those free agents we just talked about and seeing how they're performing in the playoffs and seeing. Okay, I would. Really like to have a player like that on my team next year. Mm-hmm. Going to be giving yep. him a phone call if I can. Mm-hmm. So other than that, there's not a lot. There's no evaluating when it comes to uh, tying it to John Hines right now. Yeah. There's nothing else to figure out here. You either know that you want him for another year, which is he does have one more year technically on his contract, yeah. or you're moving on. I think you're right. I think he's just waiting until uh, the playoffs are over, and he's also waiting. More importantly, you know what? And I could be reading way too much into this, but I actually think that he's waiting, more importantly, for the Milwaukee Admirals to finish their playoff run. Why would you announce that a coach is being fired when yeah. your organization is still technically playing playoff hockey right now? Yeah, it's for not sure. Predators, but it's your organization. Yeah, and we're all one family here, and a lot of those a lot of those players played for John Hines. Yeah, tons of them. Yeah, you don't um, want to make a you don't want to make a huge decision like that and have mm-hmm. those players possibly get a little distracted by it. There might be some players who really want to play for John Hines, and if you if you announce a decision like that, that could mess up their mental approach. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I see it. Yeah, I think his only I think his saving grace, if there's if he has any um, hope of keeping his job, it feels like is the way he navigated the end of the season with so many injuries. Um, the Predators were – they were fun to watch, watch those young guys just out there giving their all um, in the face of not having any veterans hardly. And I think the way he he handled that could help him uh, make a case for keeping his job. But I don't know. I think Trotz just is going to wipe the slate clean and start fresh. But – yeah, I think that it's more or less just that I just don't think John Hines is is the right answer long term and with with the yeah. new GM coming in, you're not right. going to keep him around, you know. Like you said yeah. it's a new era of National Predators hockey. And I know a lot of fans just cannot stand John Hines, they want him gone, they think he's awful. I don't think it's quite that crystal clear 
for Barry Trotz. I think for Barry Trotz, he wants to move on simply because it's his show now. It he is. wants his head. He wants his head coach. He wants his mm-hmm. players. He wants all of that. I agree, one hundred percent. And that's so, you know, and that's his that's his prerogative. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna there'll be a change. The one thing that just really hurts John Hines more than anything, and this is what really, really makes it so hard to defend keeping him around, even for just one more year, it's he has no success as a head coach in the playoffs. Zero. Three and 11 with the Predators in the postseason. That is just something that you just – and yeah, you can make excuses all day. Every team has excuses when it comes to injuries. You can make excuses that maybe that record would be a tad bit better if UC Soros is available against the Avalanche. Maybe it gets them one more win. That's about mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. that Avalanche team was a freight train, and we were com- completely they, outplayed. Yeah. They in that freight trained over everybody. Yeah, it was. So, <laughs> yeah, I um, think that's the biggest thing here. And then another thing, and Justin Gambino just brought up a really good comment here. Yeah, it makes me think of it. Yep. Hey, so Carl, Carl, and that ties into the Milwaukee Admirals as well. Are we waiting for the postseason to end so that Barry Trotz can announce Carl Taylor as the next head coach? It's absolutely possible. Yeah, um, I think I think we've talked about it before, or maybe we talked about it in our chat. Um, If if they don't get him, uh, hold on to Carl Taylor. Somebody else is going to get him. Because uh, he's a good coach. I mean, <laughs> obviously he's well, a good coach. So I here's think here's the deal, though, and it's and yeah. it doesn't mean that everyone knows that, that everything you read on the internet is what they know. But a lot of the main websites, when they're doing these uh, coaching carousel articles and all these coaching candidates out there, which we can we're going to talk about some of those mm-hmm. uh, later in the episode. But I don't see Carl Taylor mentioned in any of these articles I'm reading. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of. I'm seeing a lot of NHL assistants out there, yeah, that, that, that have too. had that have had former success in the AHL, but it's very you know it doesn't happen very often to get an AHL coach skip the assistant coach role and go straight into being a head coach. That doesn't yeah. happen very often. Yeah, so that would be a pretty big time move by Trotz to. Yeah, take Carl Taylor right to the head coaching line. Although it would make sense. I mean, the transition—you're coaching a lot of the same guys. What you have to ask yourself is: Do you truly 100% believe that Carl Taylor is ready to coach the NHL game? Because right. the NHL is still different than the AHL. Yeah. No, absolutely. That—that's the yeah. big question to have about Carl Taylor. Yeah, and I know that. Um, can't remember who I asked somebody one time, like I sent a question into one of the guys, maybe um, who used to run the Predators official podcast or something about obviously the, the Predators and the Admirals play a similar style so that they can be swapped in and out easily. Um, you know, but with if Hines is gone, maybe maybe Carl Taylor has a different system they want to implement and it might be even better than what, you know, they have now. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that he knows the players well and he's coached all of them and, um, how awesome they're playing now. And, uh, he's familiar with all of them. I think that's a good, that is a good point, but I also see your point about jumping from the AHL directly into a NHL head coach job. And here, and here's, <clears throat> here's, an, here's even another wrinkle in this whole John Hines 
limbo that we're in right now. <laughs> Not just the Carl Taylor factor on, in all of this, but also, don't you think how he might be waiting for this as well? Don't you think that if it, if a decision is going to be made on John Hines and he's going to be you know let go, it's going to happen before the draft. No, oh, yeah. How how re-energizing would that be for the fan base hosting the NHL draft and you've got your new head coach announced. Think about your new general manager. (laughs) Think about the energy. Think about the energy from the fan base that that no matter who it is, it's the new head coach. Mm -hmm. They're going to probably be happy about it. Most likely. Yeah. You've got, except for Peter Laviolette, except for Peter. Oh man. You've got a, You've got your new GM. You would have a new head coach. Uh, a new would, young core of players. A new young core of players. You would have um, the ability to jump up some spots in the draft. I mean, it's just – I mean, it it's, was, all set, it's all setting up to be a, a really, yep. really huge draft for the Predators, not only because they're hosting it, but because yep. of the, the new look that they're going to have with uh, Barry Trotz leading the way with the ability with all those draft picks to make moves and wheel and deal. It's, it's going to be, yeah. I can't wait for it. Like no, I really it's, cannot it's wait. Exciting. It. It's going to be so cool. It's exciting so, for sure. I got some NHL coaching candidates pulled up here that we're going to list, but we're going to save that for a little bit later in the episode. We're going to leave you with a little cliffhanger there on that one. Keep watching. You're stuck with us for a little bit longer if uh, if you're watching live right now. If you're just riding down the road and you've already downloaded the podcast, I guess you can fast forward if you want to. Yeah, for sure. But we don't want you to do that. No, listen to all what's of going on? What's going on in, this, in the playoffs? Did, are the stars just oh, still see. getting ran out of the building? Uh, I think it's still 4 nothing. I think they're in an intermission right now. I but, think I think that the Dallas yeah. Stars just decided that it's not their night. I'm going to tell you, I don't care for any of the four teams that are left. I think I've made that plain and clear in the past. But out of the four, I can stand Dallas and Carolina the most. Like I like they're the ones I would that I hitched my wagon to. And that was apparently a mistake because they're just not playing very well. So um yeah. Yeah. A, a Golden Knights Panthers final just gives me the creeps. I just don't ugh, don't like it. But yeah. Don't like it. Well, we're about to talk. Let's talk about this game real quick tonight with the Stars and the Golden Knights. First of all, going into this game, I truly felt like the Stars were going to make a statement, and they Me were going to make this a they were going to make this a two one series because the first two games, the Stars had the ability to win those two games as well. They, yep. you know, both games they could have won those games. So I figured, okay, they're going to come in like gangbusters in game three in front of their home crowd. They're going to make a statement. They're going to make this a series. Just felt it. And what do you know, right off the rip, Jamie Benn, your captain, makes one of the most boneheaded plays you can make. Even if a rookie does this, you're, you're just extremely upset. Much less, much less when it's your captain, a veteran. Who knows mm-hmm. better? Yep. It's just it boggles my mind that I've they. Seen, yeah, I've seen Jamie Ben do some pretty 
not nice things before. So, so let's let's watch it for our live viewers. Let's watch it here yeah. and see I, how I've, this play I've, went down. I've seen him do some stuff before, but not like that. And there's the first first shove. Nothing there. Right there. there. Right there. And but that would right. argue it's more of a push with the stick open as it is a extended hey, cross is... check. But nonetheless, it didn't look good. And we'll see what the referees decide once they've had a better look at it and, and see exactly where this cross check ends up. He's like, why did I do that? The officials tonight on the headsets with the situation room. Here Things comes turn in. fast. I mean, uh, in a game like this, and you're down two nothing if you're Dallas. And I think I mean, that right there is what did it. Uh, what are you doing? Way. I don't. Yeah, why would you do change. that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, kudos to Mark Stone for not jumping up and wanting to hit him in the face, but. Well, he's not really yeah. that type of player. Plus, he already knew that he knew he's that he gonna, didn't yeah. have to do anything else. He knew that yeah. his team was about to get a five-minute. Yeah. He didn't have to retaliate on that. Yeah. I think he was looking at him more like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Ben might have my, to answer for that next season, though. My whole thing about that is it's one thing if you're if you're ticked off and you want to send a message, you want to wake your team up, you want to mm-hmm. lay a hard hit out. We're all for that. It's playoff hockey. There's a time right. and a place to do that. There's time and a place. You can lay out a big hit. You can take a two-minute penalty to set a tone. We see players do that all the time, and it shifts yeah. momentum to the other team. You, you yeah. take the two-minute penalty. You kill the two-minute penalty off. You get all this momentum. The guy comes back out. Next thing you know, your team scores a goal. It happens all the time. Yeah. But you cannot do something like that. They get you thrown out of the game. You have to kill a five-minute penalty. And that was a really heartbreaking and backbreaking penalty kill as well because the stars actually were masterful for like the first four minutes of that of that yeah. kill and they nearly scored a shorthanded goal uh to make it one to one and you want to talk about a momentum shifter if that happened but they they barely miss a rebound opportunity it bounced off the stick of i can't remember the player that was driving the net but he had a wide open net vegas counters and they score Vegas counters yeah. on that shorthanded attempt, and they score. They make it 2 nothing. Then later after that, then you're gassed. You're gassed because you just killed For a sure. five-minute penalty. You, you're down. You're playing with 10 forwards now, and you're down a, a veteran, a leader on your ice. He, he's out of the game now, and then Vegas scores and makes it 3 nothing. It's just a, yeah. a killer. Then the Stars hit the post twice to make it 3 yeah. to try to make it 3-1. Right. to one. So it's just one train wreck after another. For yeah, the stars. I mean, if, so. if Jamie Ben was trying to ignite his team, it failed miserably. <laughs> it just did not pan out uh, the way he might have thought. I don't know. So, something know. tells me it's that behind, clo- behind closed doors, Jamie Ben is going to owe an apology to every single one of his teammates. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He the is going to have to, he's going to have to make a serious speech to the locker room, or maybe he can do it one on one. But he owes an apology to every single one of his teammates for yep. putting them in that position that early in the game in such a probably, in, in such a pivotal game, game three when you're down 2-0 at home. That's a game you gotta have. Yep. Cannot do it. You should probably call and apologize to Mark Stone as well. <laughs> well, well, that's probably not gonna happen. No, I don't think so. But captain on but how about you don't see that a lot either. Captain on no, captain yeah, crime here. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, yeah, that is crazy. I, I mean, I've seen some pretty heinous things, but that's that's that's. I got some bad. I got some comments on 
on Twitter that I want to share some good ones uh, when I put my uh, thoughts on it out there. Uh, when right after it happened, uh, Coach Jansen's Coach Jason says there's a way to fire fire up your team other than that. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got one that's not safe for work, so I'm not going to share it. You guys can go look it up. <laughs> uh, back <laughs> back nine bourbon uh, says Ben being Ben. Yeah, well, Jamie Ben does have a history. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, Fred on Twitter says Ben is now a real Texan. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. It's weird. It's whatever. <laughs> Who knows? And then uh, Daniel Vickery shoot that puck on Twitter says he thought he was all, he thought he was someone else in a Dallas uniform taking it out on Ryan Ellis. Oh, um, oh. I think that's a Corey Perry reference there. Oh, uh, I read the. I read the the one you wouldn't read. That's funny. <laughs> funny, but we can't share it. We have no, too many younger folks and families, and my own mother watches this, and so yeah. we're just going to leave that one out, even though it is a really funny comment. All right, um, what a, what about? So we're it's very looking very likely right now that it's going to be a Vegas Florida Stanley Cup final. Yeah, because I want to know who penciled in that Stanley Cup prediction <clears throat> before the season started. It's crazy. Uh, I, I just, it's, I got no words. I mean, it's just amazing. I would have never, first off, I would have never thought Florida would have beat Boston, obviously. And then I had Toronto picked to make it to the Stanley Cup finals. So I just, yeah, it's all. So it's Rich, all you were telling me, I think you told me this before we actually went live tonight. You told me that you don't care for any of the four teams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't not, they're not, not, not my favorites, but of the four, I, I, I like Dallas a little bit and I can yeah. stay in Carolina. Um, I like their players. Um, they got a lot of good players, but um, so, yeah. So see, I don't, so I know you, I know you have a lot of animosity for the Florida Panthers because of one particular player. I but I, but I don't, and I, I'm in no way like ever rooted for the Panthers. Who had it? I've never had any reason to. Yep. But the fact that they are an eight seed is obviously really cool. And then also the fact that they've actually never won a Stanley Cup is pretty cool. Now, that's one less team that now has one, and then you still have the Predators who don't have one. So whenever whenever a new team wins their first Stanley Cup, it yeah. Just, the, the, the list gets shorter and shorter that the Predators are on that don't have a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so it's a bummer, for sure. You can, you can, um, if you're trying to be the bitter fan that doesn't want to see any other teams win their first Stanley Cup, and yep. you're a Preds fan, then you're probably rooting against the Florida Panthers right now. But I don't really <laughs> fall into all that. So, yeah, I guess I, I guess I got to go for the Panthers at this point. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't like the player that we're referencing, but – I still do recognize his talent. He's an awesome player. I mean, he's just really good. And the the run that these guys are putting together is just – it's amazing to watch them. Um, I think the 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 X factor in the whole thing is Bavrovsky. Um, I think if you don't have sure. him – if you don't have him on the way he's playing right now, they wouldn't have won. They wouldn't have got as far. But he's 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 he's, re, he's really uh, revitalizing. Yes, yes. I mean, he, I mean, his career was still going on pretty good, but he's had yeah. a lot of playoff mishaps in his history. He has, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, just he he wasn't playing. I mean, he makes like I think he's like ten million a year or something insane. Um, 
he's earning it now and he's he's you're definitely seeing, uh, playing well you're seeing a lot of columbus blue jackets accounts out there like uh, <laughs> podcasts and team accounts that are jumping out and saying that they're really happy for bob because yeah. you know he he might have had some some bad moments representing the blue jackets in the postseason mm -hmm. but he's coming out strong in yeah. these playoffs to do what he's doing yeah. So um, he, he's definitely been an X factor for sure. No one confused the Florida Panthers for being a, a stalwart defensive team coming into these playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And even, even uh, Matthew Chichuk said, if you would have told us that we'd be in the, the uh, beat Boston or whatever, back in January, he said, I would have told you you're crazy. So, yeah. Well, um, and also, I mean, they were, they barely snuck in. I mean, yeah, exactly. a lot of people, a lot of yeah. people thought it was going to be the Penguins who would sneak in and get that final spot yep. or even the Capitals or, you know, the Capitals were expected maybe to get the last spot. Buffalo was hanging around to maybe mm -hmm. get the final spot. It ends mm -hmm. up being the Panthers. Um, I'll keep referencing this. I went on March 2nd to see the uh, Preds play at the Panthers and their fans were extremely upset with the way their team was playing. And, and they were <laughs> as good as they were as good as good as dead in yeah. terms of making the playoffs. And, you know, that was a very young team that trotted out there for the Preds that night, and they went out and they beat the Panthers yeah. uh, that night. So it just goes to show you how crazy hockey can be. Oh, yeah, for sure. That yeah. that there's a, there's a decent chance that the Panthers are going to be a team that's definitely going to probably be in the Stanley Cup. And not all that long ago, this young Preds team went down on the road and beat that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's cool. That's something I think the, a Preds fan to be to yeah. be happy about. I think the the key to the whole thing though is definitely their goaltending. Um, yeah, I think if you don't have that, they wouldn't have gotten as far as they did. And that just tells the, you what a hot uh, goaltender can do for your team. I'm pulling up the goalie stats right now for these playoffs, and when you're looking at safe percentage out of all of the goalies, Sergei Bobrovsky is second at a .935 save percentage for these playoffs. .935, 2.15 goals against average, one shutout, and 12 starts. Yeah. The only, person, the, only person ahead of, the only person ahead of him is Frederick Anderson, who he's, been, he's gone out, right? Is he one of their injured players? Frederick mm -hmm. Anderson? He played last night. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, so oh yeah, he actually had a pretty good game as well. It was he did. Goalie yeah. goal, right? It was yeah. one nothing, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's um yeah, I mean it's I've seen Bobrovsky with some amazing saves and that game last night, uh, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter where uh after the game um Kotki and Emmy was in the going back to the locker room and he smashed his stick. It's like None of the none of the none of them can figure out how to beat uh, Bobrovsky. So um. another cool another cool little nugget that uh, pertains to the Preds and also what the Panthers are doing. Uh, the Panthers, if they end up sealing the deal and getting into the Stanley Cup, they will be one of just three teams ever to be the lowest seeded team to enter the playoffs and make the Stanley Cup. The 2021 Montreal Canadiens did it, and the 2017 Nashville Predators did it. Puts a little yep. bit of a tear to my eye thinking about that. 
Um, yeah. That's dating back to 1967, 1968. That's crazy. Mm. So this yeah. does not happen very often. And if it does happen, it's going to be the third time in the last six seasons. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. Never happened. Never happened until 2017 when the Preds did it. And now it might happen a third time. And they have a good chance of winning the whole thing. (laughs) And that's another reason why we always say Stanley Cup's the hardest trophy to win in sports. Absolutely. In team sports, at least. Because you really never know. You just never know. And that's why it's kind of cool that the NBA's got a team of their own that's a low seed. Normally, the NBA is just chalk it's like whoever's yeah, the top team wins for sure but even the nba but that, that's why we love sports is to yeah. see these crazy cinderella runs like this yeah and i mean and you can even go back and look at the st louis blues they were in the they were in a worse situation than florida was like they were not going to make the playoffs and they turned their whole season around and won the stanley cup so mm-hmm. it's any anything's possible like you said and that is why it is the hardest trophy to win for sure yep I would have never in a million years thought that the Panthers could beat Boston, but no, no one did. Yeah. But except for, uh, maybe, can, except for maybe some delusional Panthers fans and maybe they're yeah, not so delusional yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, what's so great about hockey is, you know, any of these guys can beat the other team on any given night. So. All right. We are about to actually try to rank our top 10. Ooh players still left in the playoffs going to be tough going to be be really tough but before we get to that before we get to that we're going to tell you about DraftKings and our current offer we still have our stanley cup playoffs offer going for you right now it's a really really awesome deal that we have with DraftKings with promo code thpn light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook right now new customers can make a five dollar bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly so we've got the Panthers and the Hurricanes coming up for a pivotal game four to see if the Panthers can seal the deal and get into the Stanley Cup. Do you think the Hurricanes have one more fight left in them? Maybe they stretch it out a game or two, show some pride, or are the Panthers just that good and they're about to take it off? I actually think the Canes might steal a game before it's a sweep, but we will see. But that's why DraftKings is so great because you can pick what you think. Put your money where your mouth is. And with our promo code, it makes it that much easier. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make just a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. All you got to do is just make the bet and you get those $150 in bonus bets. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.com. Org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for uh, offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific gambling resources. Whew. I always feel like I ran a marathon after I read that, but it's a long read. It's definitely a long read for sure. You still got time. If you haven't downloaded DraftKings yet to use our promo code and win those $150 in bonus bets on the Stanley cup playoffs. 
Let's see how we're going to do this, Rich. Let's do our top 10. And we're doing this on how they've played in these current playoffs, not overall body of work, career, what we think they're going to do in the future, just on these current playoffs. We're going to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10. We're going to, this is going to be a discussion here. Okay. Yeah. Let's just discuss them. Because I don't even have, my list is not set in stone here. Yeah. But. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and break this list wide open with my number one, though. And you're gonna oh, number one. Okay, number one. Right yeah, we're gonna work our way back. I'm okay. working my way back. I can't start at number ten. That's gonna be okay. too hard. Yeah, that's hard. My number one is got to be Matthew to Chuck. I know hmm. you're mad at me for that. No, I'm not mad. I I think it's my number one would be Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky, but um, yeah, Matthew to Chuck, two overtime winners. Uh, goals. He's got um, actually three. He's got three. Oh, the three now. Okay. Yeah. He's got three. He's got seven power play points, 19 points in 15 games. He, you know, a lot of people ridiculed that trade when it happened in a way. They mm-hmm. thought that the Panthers gave up too much to Calgary at the time, but it's paying off because Chuck was all over the rumor mills when it was going on. Mm hmm. I mean, I even wrote a big Pride Lines article for it at the time saying I was really nervous about giving up a ton just to get Matthew to Chuck. And first of all, the Preds weren't even on Chuck's list of teams he wanted to go to, so it would have never happened anyway. But the point is, we all thought at the time, wow, giving up a lot just to get Matthew to Chuck. And then right. with the way the Panthers season was going and it looked like they were going to miss the playoffs, man, it was easy to just say, wow, to rethink that trade. Mm-hmm. And then look at where they're at now just a couple months later. It's just yep. – you just never know how sports are going to happen. Yeah. Um, I just wish he wouldn't chew on his mouthpiece so much. His mouth. Uh, yeah, no, and, I also, and I also wish he would untuck his jersey out of the back of his pants. That drives me up the wall. But other than that – other than that, yeah, he likes you no. Know, I mean, he likes the extracurriculars after the whistle blows, and sometimes I know why he does it. He's just trying to get a rise out of the other people, but it, I don't know. It's just a little annoying after a while. Um, but he is a good player. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say he's not because um, I would not do that. I mean, you can make an argument for Bobrovsky number one. I'm kind of tempted to lean your way, but I'm gonna stick with Tushuk at number two, at number one on my list, and I'm gonna take Bobrovsky at number two. Okay, I would probably have those flipped, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Number number three. Oh man! Oh man! Maybe we should only have five. (laughs) No, we're. I'm gonna work my way down for sure. I'm gonna work my way down. My my number three is going to have to be for me, Mark Stone. Oh, okay. Okay. Out of the remaining players left on team playoff teams right now, I'm going to go Mark Stone. He is just Mr. Consistency. He plays with an edge. He plays with the leadership. He's he's the type of player, if he's not on the ice, it's absolutely going to affect everyone else around him. Yep. He makes yeah, everyone else around him. He makes everyone else around him better. Mm-hmm. He's that type of uh, player um, that not many players know how to be that type of player. They have yeah. their certain skill set. They play to their certain skill set, and that's who they are. Mark Stone makes everyone around him better. He's an all-around player. You take him off the Golden Knights, it would drastically 
impact yeah. how far they would be able to go in these playoffs, I believe. For sure. So I got Mark Stone as my number three player. He's got 15 points in 13 playoff games uh, this season. That's going into tonight's action, of course. Um, so over a point-per-game player, these, these playoffs – 24 shots, 25% shooting percentage, putting in over 19 minutes of time on ice, uh, plus four, plus minus. He's he, he's up there for me at number three. Yeah. So I <clears throat> looking at the guys, I say my number three would probably be Rupe Hintz. Um, just going off of the big three stats, points, goals, and assists, he's got 22. He leads. He's leading all playoff scores. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's really uh, playing really well. Um, twenty two points. That's huge in the playoffs for sure. He, he's, um, he's someone has finally passed Connor McDavid, who's been eliminated. Yep. Ten but ten goals, twelve assists. That's strong. Connor McDavid was leading all playoff scores, and he was already eliminated. Yeah. Right. That's how good Connor McDavid is. But yeah, that's Scored. a good one. Rupe hints. Yeah. That is good. I can respect that. I can definitely respect that. But I'm going to go a different angle. I am going to take a Stars player, number four, though. Okay. Need him to step up more, though. Need him to step up a lot more. I thought he was going to do it tonight, to be quite honest. But I'm going to take Jason Robertson at number four. Yes. He has struggled in he's, the playoffs. He had, I mean, he's got. he's still 15 points in 15 games. It's not like he's been a complete yeah, loss for in sure. the playoffs. But – we were going to see if he was really going to take it to another level. I was looking for him to step up tonight. Mm-hmm. He just yeah, kept very, very quiet. Yeah. But I've still got him at number four. One. Yeah, that's I've got him at number four. Good. Are you taking it at number four? I think I would like to go with um, Carter Verhage for Florida. He is playing really well. If you take the whole body of the playoffs, he's scored a lot of goals. Um, he's got 14 points as well. Um, he just seems like he's always in the mix uh, in front of the net. Uh, scores some three, big goals. So. so three of your top four are Florida Panthers. Yeah, I guess. No, that yeah. makes sense. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you, you got to look at it the way they're playing. I mean, they're playing. They're playing great. They're, they're playing, playing as a team right now. They really are. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. All right, so. I am gonna to have to go Rupe Hens with my next one at number five. I can't I can't lead out I can't leave out of my top five the leading scorer in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Cannot do that. So I'll take Rupe Hens at number five. So let me let me put out my top my top five to refresh everybody. I got Matthew Duchuk at number one. I've got Sergei Bobrovsky at number two. I've got number three, Mark Stone. I've got number four, Jason Robertson. And number five, Rupe Hintz. Yep. That's my top five. There you go. Okay. You're up at number five, Rich. Number five. Let's see. How about – Um, still he's not in anymore. He's not in. Miro Heiskanen. That's a good, good one. That. He's been playing good. He's got ten points. Um. You know, they just can't figure out uh, Vegas, but throughout the rest of the playoffs, he's played well. He actually got hit in the face with the puck. Had a big he, took a, he took a really uncharacteristically undisciplined yeah. uh, penalty tonight as well. That was right when we went on air. Yeah, uh, just took a really bad penalty, just a 
interference penalty. The puck's nowhere near where he's <clears throat> looking to go. And it's just it's it's a complete night of the stars just unraveling, losing their losing their emotions, losing their focus. Yep. Uh, something I really did not expect from the stars in a game three at yeah. home. Yeah, especially at home, for sure. It has to be a huge letdown for their fans, and they've got so many loyal, uh, good fans, heart, just mm-hmm. fans that truly care about hockey, and they they yeah. really stick by that team every year. I have a ton of respect for that fan base and uh, friends with a lot of them, talk to a lot of them yeah. on, on Twitter and stuff, and they've got to be extremely upset with how their team showed up for a game three at home for their fans. Well, you look in the stands, I just flipped it over to watch, and like. Stands are emptying out. <laughs> There's nine minutes left. The shots are uh, 15 to 29. Uh, Vegas has 15, four goals. They just got Dallas, just nothing they could do, unfortunately. Okay, so I'm going to my number six. I'm about to throw you a curveball, someone you okay. might not see coming. I don't know. I'm going from the Golden Knights, Jonathan Marcheseau. Oh, all right. That dude sticks out to me every time I've watched Vegas play, especially in, in, in this series against Dallas. He has a goal tonight to open up the scoring, to really break it open. This was before Jamie Benn had his dumb cross-checking penalty. This was when you know Vegas jumped on him really early when the game basically mm-hmm. – opening puck drop. I made a joke on Twitter when it made when it was 3-0. I said uh <laughs> Dallas fans haven't even had time to get drunk on Michelob Ultras yet. <laughs> it's awesome. So funny. I mean, you gotta drink a lot of Michelob Ultras. I'm assuming that's one of the beers they like to drink at Stars games. They didn't even get a chance. Like nope. like my guy was probably only halfway through a 16 ouncer when it was three nothing. But anyway, yeah. anyway that's besides the point. Jonathan Marcheseau, he's really impressed me. He's been all over the ice. He's a he's he's not the type of player you would expect to just like take over a series or anything. He's he's got coming into tonight's action. He's got twelve points in thirteen games. Now mm-hmm. he's going to have thirteen and fourteen games. Uh, just he's he just plays hard. I love the way he plays. He's really impressed me. He's really stepped up in yeah. these playoffs. So I've got him as my number six, Jonathan yeah. Marchessault. Justin Gambino said he he reminded us he did have a hat trick. Marchessault did. So that was that was good stuff. Yep. Okay. So that's yeah, I remember that. a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for number six for me, um, as much as it's going to pain me to say this, I think Jack Eichel has been playing pretty well. Jack, I mean, hey, you can't overlook him. I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I haven't put got, him up there yet. Yeah, he's he got way up there. points. Um, but he's 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 definitely playing better than I've seen him play in a while. It feels like so. That's got to hurt for Buffalo fans. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm, I guarantee like, it does. Like Preds fans like to obsess over Ellie Tolvin, and that's nothing compared to what Buffalo fans are yeah, going yeah. through over yeah, Jack for Eichel. Sure. For sure. Not even close. Not even the same hemisphere. Nope. In terms of the pain they're feeling mm-hmm. to watch Jack Eichel. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to I'm going to stick Jack Eichel in at number seven. You sold me there. I maybe should have him higher, but that's why this list is so hard. But I'm going to stick yep. Jack Eichel at number seven on my list. Yep, that's good. So number eight. Neither neither of us have added a Carolina Hurricanes player yet. Which is, if you would have asked us that going into the playoffs, 
I thought but, for I mean, sure. Thought for sure Carolina would play way better than they have. But, but when you take out, you know, they lost them during the regular season before the playoffs yeah. started. But when you take out a Max Pacioretty and when you take mm-hmm. out a uh, Shvestikov, Teravainen just came back. Ter- he just came back. He didn't look one hundred percent. He only played like no. eleven minutes yeah. in Game Three. Yeah. So they just really lost a one-two-three punch big time. Uh, so, but yeah, we haven't named one Hurricanes player yet. I think I will do that now. I think Freddie Anderson's been playing well in goal for them. Uh, to at least get on your top ten, right? To at least get on top ten. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, I don't, well. he's got the he's got the best safe percentage among all goalies, and then in the yes. playoffs, in these playoffs. Yeah. yeah, he he did not play. He played last night, but he didn't play in the other game because that was after the the four overtime uh, loss that didn't finish until two in the morning. So. Um, but overall, like throughout the whole playoffs, he's, he's, he's played well. Yeah. I'm going to stick, I'm going to, I'm going to put him at number eight yeah. for my list. I think for sure. Yeah. Um, number nine, let's go with, um, from Florida, Brandon Montour. He had a really good game, uh, the other night. I think he was, was he the one who scored the goal? The only goal last night? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. I think he was, but he played really well. I can't remember. They all run together. Um, it's, <laughs> you watch so much of it, it's like runs together. But um, he's played well um, for a, a defenseman. He's got nine points. So, um, yeah, I like I like him. All right, yeah. I'm going for number nine. He's only played ten games, but I don't care. Old father time, <laughs> Joe Pavelski is getting my uh, number nine yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah, he's played well. He the, man, he's, he's he had a four goal. He had a four goal game. I cannot yeah. overlook that. At thirty eight years old, and that was his first game back from injury, and he scores four goals. Yep, I think that's good. Yeah, his playoffs got off to a rough start. You know, <clears throat> taking that um that mm-hmm. hit in the first series against Minnesota. Yeah, against Dumba, right? That was against Dumba. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. And he comes back and scores four goals. He's only played in 10 games this postseason, but I'm sticking him at number nine. Yep. All right. So the last one, I'm going to go with a Vegas player. And I know that they've had trouble at goaltender all year. Um, I know it's been a, a bit of a struggle, but Aiden Hill, is they, he's played well in the playoffs. And uh, he's playing tonight, actually. And he's uh, about – Six minutes away from a four uh, four nothing shutout, I think. So, um, props to him. Um, That's a good well. one, man. Yeah, he's he's playing to well. Get, to get a playoff not, shutout, not very old. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how how many, how long he's played, but I know he's not very. He's a young guy. So, <clears throat> All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up my list with a player that you had much higher. I'm gonna have Carter Verhage for Hagee on my yep. top ten. I'll put him at number ten. Because he's he, he's a player who gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Um, not a player that's a household name necessarily, but no. he's played very well. 14 points in 15 games. Three game-winning goals in these playoffs. One came in overtime. Just uh, been, been a really, really strong role player for that team. Um, easy to forget about him if you don't follow the Panthers very closely, but he's a great player. He's yep. come up big for him. All right, so that was our top ten. Current players still left in the playoffs. We couldn't mention Austin Matthews. Couldn't mention Connor McDavid. None of those guys are in it anymore. 
I wouldn't have mentioned Austin Matthews anyway, even if they did move on because he did not play well at all. <laughs> Just think about a lot of this, all these star players that didn't even make it this far. You yeah, know, they Mitch were in Martin the playoffs. Really they were in the playoffs at one point. You know, Pasternak didn't make it deep. McDavid didn't make it deep. It's just no. kind of wild how these playoffs very are much, out, you know. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah, it's 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 strange for sure. I'm sure the um, NHL would have liked to have seen some of those bigger superstars make it this deep, but mm-hmm. Leon Dross. That's why you watch the. That's why you play the games. That's why you play the games. Yeah, it's good though. Even even if I don't like the teams, I'm going to watch because I love hockey that much. So, absolutely. Yep. You just got right. to put up, put up with your boy chewing on his mouth guard. We still got a few more things to get into. We're going to give some love to the Milwaukee Admirals. Talk about them. Talk about their run and what they're doing. What they got up next. They're in the conference finals for the first time since 2006. We're also going to run through some coaching candidates. Uh, if John Hines is indeed let go, like we all kind of think is going to happen. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you about our other sponsor, and that is, of course, Raycon. Raycon and their amazing wireless earbuds and speakers. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, without any customations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. Hey, when I go to the grocery store, Rich, honest confession, I'm always getting the store brand stuff. I ain't going for all that name brand stuff. Get the same thing. Yeah, sometimes I do. There's some things that don't don't uh, aren't the same, but for the most part, you do go for the bargain. But when it comes to Raycon, it cannot be more true when it comes to the to these duplicates. So, a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. So... Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18.00. At checkout, they have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks, and they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. So it sounds like they do a lot of things to help out the consumer, which is oh, yeah. what I am all about. That's awesome when companies do that. Absolutely, they have over they have over fifty thousand five star reviews. I would say that's a good enough sample size. That's a large enough sample size to know that you're getting a really awesome product and you're spending less. That is what it is with everything that's going on these days. I lose earbuds all the time. Why would I want to overspend for some expensive earbuds? And I'm probably going to lose when I can get an awesome product like Raycon and you can get a pair and a spare. They offer that. Um, Also with Raycon, some of their best endorsements that I really like is the three customizable sound prop sound profiles. And of course, 
the earbud tap functions. You can just yep. tap right away to pause it. If someone's asking you something, you're on a jog and someone asks you something, you can hit pause. Of course, for the Bluetooth features, when you're driving down the road hands-free, you need to yep. take a phone call. The hands-free options is also is really awesome as well. Awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect fit, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance. So you can jump in the pool with yep. these things on. Eight hours of playtime every day earbuds. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. And look Thank at you to Raycon. Right there. They're blue. Those yes. blue ones, those are cool. They those look are nice. really cool, yeah. 15% off store-wide, so not just earbuds, but all of their products are available with our promo code THPN, 15% off. Go get that done. If you got a birthday gift you're looking to get somebody right now, that's the perfect birthday gift maybe for somebody. All right, thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on here. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Admirals. They're heading to the conference finals after mm-hmm. beating the Texas Stars to claim – what they call the Central Division title. So in the Calder Cup playoffs, they do it a little differently in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So by winning the last round that they were just in to beat the Texas Stars, they get to claim the Central Division title. So that's pretty cool. First time the Admirals have made it this far since 2006, going way back. Man, that's been a while. And as I was saying earlier, I really think this is done in a, a marvelous job at filling that empty void that mm-hmm. Preds fans have, that they don't have. They didn't get yeah. any playoff hockey this year, not even a first round. They didn't get any of that. And they're getting to see all these same players that were playing the last few months of the season play um, for the Admirals right yeah. now in these meaningful playoff games. It's just been so cool to watch. And I think and I think that's what makes it cool to watch is you're familiar with the the players. You know you know all of them because you watched them at the end of the season how well they played. And that I think that makes a difference for sure. And you know a lot of these guys are going to be on this team next season. Mm-hmm. At some oh, point. Yeah, for sure. Whether it whether it's they right out be. of training camp, whether it's right <laughs> out of training camp or so listen to this. I just mentioned 2006 is the last time the Admirals won a second round series. So Aaron Sims radio announcer for the Admirals who is, who was yep. just recently on the podcast, uh, put out this tweet showing the, what that oh, lineup that. was. Let me just throw out some names. I know a lot of you listening mm-hmm. right now and watching are going to recognize on that 2006 Admirals team. We had Shea Weber. There you go on that team. Um, Kevin Klein was a really good defenseman who played a lot of years for the Preds, was a really underrated good defenseman. Some other uh, – man, where's where's Johnny when we need him? He probably knows all these guys. Oh, I know. He probably knows the list off the top of his head. Jordan Tutu. I know everyone knows Jordan no, Tutu. He was on that Admirals team. Jeez. Scotty yeah. Upshaw was a good player for the Preds for a little bit. Cal O'Reilly. Uh, let's see. So a lot of these names, I'm I, even me. Being yeah. as long as I've been a Preds fan, do not recognize right. them. A lot of these, a lot of these guys, if they did play for the Preds, it was very short lived. Um, but Pecorine, look at that, was the goalie that night when the Admirals last won their last game to go to the past the second round. 
They uh, he had 19 saves that night on 21 shots face. So kind of an easy night for Pecorine that night. We had yeah. a hat trick that night from a right winger named Darren Hader. I'm gonna have to look up this guy to see if he ever played for the Preds. Darren Hader. He had a hat mm-hmm. trick for the Admirals. He was the one of the assistant captains. I gotta look him up. Yeah. While you you're doing that, we're gonna find out right now. Let's see. Let's see if he ever. Hadar. <laughs> oh, way. Oh, wow. He only played two games for oh, the wow. Predators. Two games. Played a, wa- played a few seasons for the Admirals. Went on to play for the Atlanta Thrashers, but very briefly. Played for the Colorado Avalanche in 2009-2010. Wow. Bounced between, between the NHL and the AHL for a while. And then hasn't played in any type of hockey uh, on the professional level since 2015-16. Yeah, but had a hat trick yeah. in that game. So just goes go. to show you, goes to show you right there just how hard it is to make it from that jump from the AHL to the NHL full time. Oh yeah, for sure. Very very difficult. Yep. That's cool. One player that's really, really getting a lot of attention through these Cotter Cup playoffs for the Admirals is, of course, uh, Joachim uh, Kimmel. Yeah, and Jimmy he's getting enough—he's <laughs> getting enough attention right now that people are starting to ask: Is he the next one up to get into the Preds lineup next year? I don't know. I think, what do you think about that? I think he might be. I think you're you're right. If the way he's playing in the playoffs and whatever the stuff I've heard and um, I think he 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 might get a sh- his chance next season. I mean the dude the dude's got a wicked shot. His offensive yeah. game. You want to talk about a guy who has a skill set that the Predators absolutely need and they lack they've lacked for so long. It just first of all he didn't get a full season in the AHL yet. He came up late right. for the Admirals yep. this past season. But since he's been up there, he's basically been a point-per-game player. And mm-hmm. he he has picked up the AHL game so effortlessly. Yeah. 13 points in 14 regular season games. And then he's just – he's continuing that same presence in the, uh, in the postseason. So, we're going to be talking a lot about him going into training camp. Oh, yeah. I promise you that. We're going to be talking a lot about Joachim uh, Kimmel – he was the 2022 first round pick just this last draft, and he's already he's already making this big of an impact on the AHL level in the playoffs. Yep. That's 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 a pretty good sign that you nailed that first round pick. I think the fact that he's yeah, picking it up that quick for sure. Glad to see that. Absolutely, he's got six points in eight playoff games, five of those being goals in this current playoff run. Wow. And then, Iroslav Askarov, of course, is stepping up as well. We're getting to see. First of all, I saw a really cool video of Askarov uh, in the last game. They were on the road playing Texas, and he threw up some. He threw up some hockey gear. I think it might have been a puck. He threw up a puck to like a little. Um, yeah, I saw that. A younger, a younger fan, like yeah. of the other team, and I was like, "That's that just goes to show you that you know his head's on right. He yeah. cares about the fans. He, he cares, you know, all that good stuff." Really cool uh, stuff like that. I haven't watched it yet, but I think some he did an interview and he had um, Igor next to him 
helping him with his English if he had any problems. So that's kind of cool that they're um, he's helping him out. So he's definitely a character. That's for sure. Everybody loves definitely. him. He's uh he's six and four in these current playoffs, uh, 0.909 safe percentage. So he's, he's holding it down, you know, he's holding it down for yeah. sure. He's getting that great experience that, that you need. Had a goalie fight last season. <laughs> <laughs> he tripped a player he, uh, going for the puck. He did that. Nah, man, he's cool. gonna be, he is going to be must-watch television when he oh, gets absolutely. to the NHL. I think it's he's already he's already must-watch television. He's he already must-watch television. It's, but when he gets on the NHL awesome. level, yeah, it's going to be great. And Predators fans are going to go nuts. So game one against. <clears throat> Coachella Valley. Do you even Coachella. know where Coachella, Coachella Valley is? Do you even know where that's at? All right. It's California, right? Yeah, it's near Palm Springs, I think. Is that uh that's where they have the big music festival? So is game one, a- game one's this Thursday at nine o'clock. You can watch it on AHL TV. I think that's where a lot of the fans have been following the action. Are they uh are they Vegas's Las Vegas their AHL team? That would make sense, but I'm not totally for sure on that. Let's see. Uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, where is it at? Yeah, it is in Palm Springs. Luke Evangelista is leading all point scores for the Admirals through these playoffs with 13 points in 10 games fully expect Luke Evangelista to be in the Preds lineup next season. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And, it's, not, it's not Las Vegas. It's Seattle. They're their age. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. I, I do, do remember that as well. So yeah, yeah. Luke Evangelista is leading the admirals in playoff points. No surprise there. I don't think honestly, no man, when he gets bulked up a little bit, he's going to be a terror. Oh, I can't. Played, I can't wait. I, I I'm really hoping he's there game one of the regular season next year. I want to see if he can put together a full season. What yeah, he can actually accomplish. It's it's going to be so yeah. cool to watch, especially after getting the playoffs. He'll get a training camp under his belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's going to come back next season and maybe even be even more mm-hmm. NHL ready. You would mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Jordan Gross is second on the Admirals in point scoring with 11. He's another guy that you. Would not be surprised at all if he is on the Preds roster yep. when the season starts. And then you've also got uh, Kiefer Sherwood, who is, of course, playing tons of minutes for the Preds down the stretch. He's got eight points in eight games. Leading goal scorer for the Admirals is Joachim Kimmel with those Great five goal. goals. Luke Evangelista has four goals. You go down the list. Iwaf Nasias has a pair of goals and six points. It's a really balanced attack. I mean, you're seeing yeah. a lot of different players um, who have scored goals, going all the way down to Spencer Statsny, uh, Michael McCarron's in there, Mark Jankowski. I mean, all these guys played for the Preds last season. Yeah, every single Mark one Jankowski, of them. Mark Jankowski, Roland McEwen, uh, Zach Sanford, Igor Afanasi. I mean, all these guys were in there at some point. Every one of those names you named played for the Predators. I'm a little <laughs> concerned. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie here. I'm a little concerned with what's going on with Philip Tomasino. 
Oh, are you? No goal. No goals. Only three assists. Has been a little quiet in these playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. He's always been like, kind of a touchy I mean, subject with me. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not anything to be totally over worried about or anything, but no. I would. I would have expected him to be more towards the top of the list yeah. to producing offense. For I this agree team. with that. Because you're look, you're wanting Philip Tomasino to be in your top six on the NHL lineup next season. Yeah. Whether it's probably at wing, I don't think he's going to play center because I don't think there's room for him at center right now. Mm, no. With Ryan Johansson in the mix, I don't yeah. see where you put Philip Tomasino. But – we will have to wait and see. But, yeah, really cool story. Let's see if they can keep it going. I hope so. Uh, like I said, game one is this Thursday. Let's see if they can make it happen and hoist the Calder Cup. Would be very, very, very cool. Yep. Justin Gambino still hanging in with us. Admirals need to get their power play together. It's awful against Texas. Oh, so it's just pretty much gone from – Need to get together on the NHL level, and we're just taking it all the way down to the <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to bring it on down there with us. Hmm. Uh, That's crazy. Don't Let's see here. He also, Justin also says, Tomasino woke up at the end of the Texas series. He made incredible, incredible passing plays to get the go-ahead goals. Good to know. There you go. Yeah. So let's see if Tomasino can really make a huge impact in this next series here. That's, that's what I'm going to be yeah, hoping, hoping for. That's what I'm going to be hoping for. Absolutely. All right, here's our here's our last segment of the night. We're circling back. We told you we were going to do it. We're circling back to coaching candidates that are going into this offseason, and could they be potential fits for the Predators? First of all, I'm going to ask Rich right now, and I'll answer myself. One to ten, scale of one to ten, ten being confident, one being no confidence at all, that John Hines – can't wait to hear what you say here. John Hines will be the head coach in game one of 2023-24 of the Nashville Predators. I'll go like a four. <laughs> it's possible, but I don't see it happening. It a just four? feels – yeah, I don't know, three or four. Low. I'm going to say – I'm going to say – can I say zero? Yeah, you can say zero. I'm yeah, going to say zero. So you, you think it's already done deal? It's done. I think it's done. It has to be. Yeah, I, I'm kind of tending to agree with you. That's the reason we're even. If I didn't think there was, I thought if I thought this was kind of like crazy to even think about, then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even be wanting to look at coaching candidates right now. But I'm intrigued, and now I have to look at coaching candidates because I feel like we're about to be in that in that market. Let's take out Carl Taylor. Okay, we're not gonna Justin. (laughs) I still have a feeling they keep Hines. I feel like us fans can't get everything we want. All right, so um, let's leave Carl Taylor out of this. Let's say they don't promote Carl Taylor. Okay. Let's just let's just. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but here's my thing: if the Predators don't take Carl Taylor, I really want them to take a chance on a young and innovative type of coach. Yep. A coach that's new. Maybe not new to the NHL. Like I'd like to get an assistant coach, someone who's proven themselves, maybe has a certain specialty in their coaching. And that's why uh, 
Spencer Carberry is the guy that I'm really thinking about. Maple Leafs assistant. Yes. Okay. Power play specialist. He, he's had success with their power play. That's his specialty. That's what he was brought into yep. Toronto to resurrect, and he did a very good job of that. The, the only thing a- I would think about that, though, is I'm not sure how much longer their coach is going to be around. And so he might get that actual. Their, their, their general manager, obviously, uh, Kyle Duos. Um, was let go. Um, now there's rumblings that Austin Matthews might not be around. Um, so, and the, the coach, uh, Sheldon Keefe, could potentially lose his job. And I would think that they might move him up, uh, uh, Spencer uh, Carberry, but Carberry. But who knows? Who knows? You never know what's going to happen at all. All right. What about. What well, about Gerard Gallant? Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to talk about. I don't All know right, about bring, yeah, bring him up. So I have a list of the coaches, head coaches that got fired. So Anaheim's coach, uh, Dallas Eakins, Peter Laviolette got fired, Brad Larson from the Blue Jackets, Daryl Sutter from the Flames, and Gerard Gallant. I think it's a revolving door. And I, I, it, I think the NHL is that. And, and do you is. think that Barry Trotz is going to fall to that trap? I do not think so. I hope not. You don't think so. You think I he's going to be innovative, and you think he's going to give a young, a young assistant coach a chance. I hope so. I hope. So. I'd be all on board with it. I would be. I, he would have my full support if he brings in an assistant yeah. head coach from yeah. somewhere who's had success, who has a. But I, if he's going to do that, he needs to get someone who has a specialty into yeah. what he thinks can fit this current young core of players that's coming in. You need to find a good players coach, someone yeah. which John Hines is, is 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 said to be a good players coach. But you need to get a, 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 a hungry and innovative young assistant coach who can mesh well with these young players and their skill sets when you're thinking about a Philip Tomasino, when you're thinking about a Yusuf Parson, and when you're thinking about hopefully mm-hmm. Alex Carrier coming back, and when you're thinking about Cody Glass, of course, just all these guys, Igor Afanasiev, Joachim uh, Kimmel when he comes in mm-hmm. here. Like, you got to think about, okay, what's their skill set? Tross has got to think about what does he want this team to be that that it hasn't been in the past to get us back into playoff success, and he, yep. that's how he's got to identify one of these assistant coaches yep. that, it, that has had success coaching those types of things. Because when I look at you, look at those player or the coaches that I just talked about, and I don't think any of them can navigate young players like Ex- that. Maybe, I, maybe I, the guy I from Anaheim. Agree. Maybe the guy mm, from Anaheim. No, I'm not going for. I'm not. Why would I want to go get a head coach that just got fired by Anaheim? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, because he he keep worked John with, Hines at that point. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Jar uh, Gallant doesn't seem. No, I don't yeah, like it at all. And it's obviously not going to be Peter Lovellet and Brad Larson. Mm. It would be one thing if the Predators were one of those veteran heavy teams that just mm-hmm. fired their head coach because they underperformed or something. And yeah. you're looking to get another uh, proven veteran head coach in here to to uh, lead your veteran core and you're in win-now mode and you're mm-hmm. in. Um, but that's not where the Predators are at. Yeah, uh, This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint type of thing, in my opinion. So you got to think long-term here and think about the young players who are going to be around for a while. So. Yeah. 
you got you got to make it. You got to make this has got to be a really really wise head coaching search yeah. here by Trots. Justin Gambino earlier, he was talking about Carl Taylor, but he brought up a good point. He's like, get a younger a person that can grow with the team and just uh, build on that instead of trying to get somebody who's coached before that a lot of these guys haven't had very much success. So, <laughs> I mean. But you just brought up Gallant. You just brought up Peter Laviolette. Not going to happen. Not a chance. No, I uh, Mike, Bab- Mike, Mike Bab- Babcock. Oh. Hell no. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> that just that just made that just made Rich oh. cringe so bad. <laughs> oh Lord, I don't think it's oh, a good man. idea. This list is a this list will give you nightmares. Gerard Gallant, eh. Peter Laviolette, whoa, Mike Babcock, ah, and Joe Quinville. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's hanging out there too. And then um, Sheldon Keith, if he gets let go, he'd probably be available. But here's another one: Andrew Brunette. Former player, yeah. I am, would love to. I would be so happy if the Preds got Andrew Burnett as their next head coach. Yep. I was. I was really surprised that the Panthers didn't keep Andrew Burnett mm-hmm. after the whole Joel Quinville thing happened. Yeah, I think it was the playoffs what got them. <laughs> they did absolutely nothing last year in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. But I think he's definitely the type of coach that's going to land somewhere eventually again. So yeah. Andrew Burnett or Spencer Carberry are the two that outside of Carl Taylor intrigued yeah. me the most as far as potential fits. And then you've also got Patrick Wall out there. Patrick Wall is floating around his name. That oh, he wants wow. to get back in head coaching. That, okay. I just saw that today, actually. Yeah. I think it was Darren Drager that that shared that. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks, a few weeks, whenever. If it actually happens. If it actually happens. But you know, you're getting the fan base is getting all worked up and talking about how they pretty much already think that John Hines is gone. You would think they're gonna like Justin, like Justin just said, if they get let down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, like if John if John Hines is presented at the draft, like if he has to make an appearance, is his own <laughs> fans going to boo him on national TV? I oh, really hope, man, not. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. It could, but Nashville. But hey, know. man, Nashville fans are ruthless when it comes to their to John Hines. They do not care. How bad would that look on the organization if the fan base hosting the draft boos their head coach? They might just keep him off stage for that reason. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They might just they might just, if they keep him around and he's not let go, they might just say, Hey John, just sit this one out, okay? We're yeah, not gonna we're, we're not gonna we we're wanna, not gonna put you in that position. Yeah. We're not gonna put you on stage. We don't wanna cause a cause a big scene. <laughs> You're right though. I mean, the fans just it's worse, like, on Facebook. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, every day. Every day, even now, you still see a comment about fire and John Hines. So, very passionate. Crazy. All right, we're going to end this episode with, some, with something really – we always like to end it with something really cool, something really funny. I'm always for the animal videos. Did you see what happened at the Yank, at the uh, in the Yankees game? I saw your tweet right before we came on. That is hilarious. So we're about. Um, uh, I'm going to share it for the view. Put it up there. Okay. Yeah, we're going to dissect it for all of our 
viewers who did not see this. First off, it is straight up adorable. Are the are the and guys it's, scared or surprised? I don't know. That that's the best. Uh, I don't know. All right. So this is a squirrel literally running. <laughs> Look at this guy. In slow motion. Don't pick up your phone. You're scared of a squirrel. And that's this guy's not though. That guy's not scared. And now he's become a flying squirrel. Oh, this is not good. He sticks the landing much better than we would. I tell you that. Oh, he was a. Oh, I didn't know he was that high. That guy in the blue shirt. He's definitely scared of that squirrel. <clears throat> Which I mean, it's a squirrel. Why are you scared of a squirrel? But um, yeah, the looks on the faces are hilarious of the fans. My whole thing was all focused on the squirrel. He's gonna run back to his little tree nest. He's gonna tell all of his squirrel buddies that what yep. just happened, and no one's gonna believe him. Yep. He's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I was running across this large open area. All these humans were staring at me. I dove, and they're not gonna believe him." Squirrel buddies are gonna be like, "That didn't happen." That's crazy. You had to be there to believe it. I swear. That's funny. That's good. So, so living in downtown St. Pete, there are squirrels everywhere, and, oh, and they're wow. so used. They're so used to being near humans that they just don't even care about you at all. Like yeah. you have to get almost right up on them, and for them to even like run away, people probably feed them, and they are just the cutest things. And it's just like sometimes I'm like. That's got to be the easiest life right there to yeah. be a squirrel. Like you just you just get to run around on jump around on trees. You don't really have any predators and you're just kind of out there just well unless you're in the forest you got squirrel hunters I yeah. guess. But, um, other than I that mean, pretty yeah. easy life. Pretty easy life if you're a squirrel. Well, I have a, I have a friend, he's actually plays drums in uh, my band. Um he has a pet squirrel. Uh, and it's a big, huge, fat. Is it? Is it a rescue squirrel? Like, how did he end up with it? Was squirrel? his wife found it when it was a little baby, and they've had it ever since it was a baby. Oh my gosh! And now it's a big. He's he's good size. And what, yeah. do they just do they just let him run roam free they, in the house? Or they have, they have, like a, a, they have cage a cage. Or? They have a cage thing, and then they let him run free sometimes. So. Does he do like a hamster? Does he? Do they give him a hamster wheel? Like a hamster? Like will know. he run away? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he does, but I've always a domesticated always, squirrel. Yeah, I always joke around with them and tell them it's got rabies and all that kind of stuff. That's cool though that they they, that they rescued the yeah. rescued yeah. it. He's big too. It's like, He's big it's like people have pet skunks. They take out the little. Uh, have you ever so, heard of that? I have. Yeah, I have. They, they take weird. out the they take out the gland that you know the scent gland or whatever, and apparently they make really good pets. I guess it's like a cat sorta. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hey, know. people have tarantulas crawling around their houses. Not in my house. <laughs> I went to a, I went to a buddy's a house one time. Back at back when I was in college, I went to a buddy's house one time, and he failed to tell anyone that he had a pet tarantula, and the thing oh. literally went crawling across the living room floor. Oh man! I about I jumped through the be. ceiling. I went about jumped through the ceiling. He was like, "Oh, that's just my pet tarantula. She won't hurt anybody." Oh yeah, for sure. Hopefully. I was like, all right. I was like, I think I gotta go. I think I got something else to do. Yeah, tonight. I would not. Be okay <laughs> it was with that. it was wild. It was it's yeah, like people he, he was, snakes. I don't like that. Snakes. Either. I understand snakes way more than I do tarantulas. No, neither one. Our Could friend not, CJ joined late. He said, "My friends no. have two baby raccoons." Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Trash pandas. CJ, CJ, how did you miss the Milwaukee Admirals talk? Oh, like, he how? said that earlier. He said, "I missed it, didn't I?" Yeah. Uh, we might have to have CJ on 
in the oh, next episode yeah, for sure. Cause tell he, us uh, about how, if he wants to, we, cause he's, he's a die. He's been friend of, of ours for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's a great dude. He's a diehard Admirals fan. He lives up there. He goes to a ton of games. He could probably give us plenty of good insight on what the Admirals are doing in these playoffs. For sure. All right, everybody. We are going to let you go here for this edition of Catfish and Ice Episode 185. Brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon with promo codes THPN. Part of Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, We'll get through this dead part of the offseason together. But until then... Everyone have a great week. Thank you for joining. Thank you thank you for watching live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Hit subscribe if you're on YouTube right now. It helps a ton. Leave a comment on Facebook. Hit the like button. Hit follow on Twitter. All of that helps out a ton. Thank you for your support. We will see you next time on Catfish on Ice. Have a good one.